Traveling the Vortex. We join the doctor as she travels the vortex and arrive at episode 479, where our one of our hearts is sad and one of our hearts is happy. <laughs> I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Good. Happy or sad? Um, Both. One heart's happy, one heart's sad. I'm ecstatic. We survived 2020. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. But will 2021 be any different? <laughs> you mean 20, it doesn't 20, matter. 2020.2.2. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is the clock flipped over and didn't say 1161. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, did you guys have a happy new year? We did. We didn't really do anything. We didn't really do anything we either. We, and... we played games. Um, which is what Holly and the kids and I do every year. And we always have, which become a tradition to have a slice of pie. I probably brought this up before, but we always have a slice of pie. Um, just get some games that we like to play out. Um, wait till midnight, count down, go outside, yell happy new year. This year, Holly had bought some of those little champagne popper things, you know, that pops out of the bottom and confetti comes and, and then uh, Caitlin had saved some of those little snaps that you throw down. So nothing, none of the illegal fireworks that were going off all over in our neighborhood. But uh, we we had a few little snappers that we did. And then we pretty much went to bed. We were all pretty knackered after that. I think we finished the game we were playing, and then everybody kind of went to bed. Very similar over here. We just had to, Corey and Julian came over from next door, and we drank and played some games. And somebody... I don't remember who decided Uno would be inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, Glenn will remember the game that never also, ends. Also known as the game that will not end. Oh, the first one did. And the second one did. And then somebody pushed their luck. <laughs> your, your third one was a marathon, huh? Oh, my God. Did it break our record or? No. Oh, okay. That 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 game will go in uh, in the annals of infamy for how long it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we could get a, went on. We could get a mention from the Uno company themselves for that game. <laughs> I don't remember how long we played. Four or five days. It was, it was just... <laughs> no, it literally though was five hours, four and a half hours, something like that. Four and a half, I think. That is a ridiculous yeah, we, long game. Yeah, we started at like seven and got and it got over just after midnight. So seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh yeah, that's almost five hours. It was a little more than five hours. Maybe we didn't start it right went, at we didn't start right at seven. I think it was a little after seven, but it went forever. <laughs> it was crazy. It was only one hand too. It's not like rounds where we were like uh well no, I guess we were we were keeping score. So it was one full game, several rounds, but it just oh man, it went forever. So it was one of the game you guys were playing by the actual rules where, yeah, you yeah. know, collect point know, at the end. It yeah. ends, you get the points, and then so however too many get. First one to 500, to I think. Yeah. 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 It's not just one ridiculously long hand. That's just it. I don't remember anybody going out. No, I know we were yeah. keeping score, but I don't remember actually resetting at any point in time. It just never no, that's Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It, it took us five hours to reach 500 points for somebody to reach 500 points. It was crazy. But you can't reach 500 points in one hand, usually. What you no, that's what, that's what we're saying is it, it was yeah, a full yeah. game to 500 points, but it was, yeah, 
there were there i think there was one game one hand that went on and on and on and on and never ended i mean it just i mean it did eventually but it was crazy that's the one where holly started singing (laughs) 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 it is a game that will not end (laughs) going on and on my um do you guys watch anything i haven't watched a darn thing this week. I try. I was going to get to Wonder Woman, and I was going to get to Soul, and I didn't get to either of those. I guess I have time sometime this week, maybe. Everything's kind of slowing down now that the year's... Now that we're into the first of the year, and I don't have so much stuff that I have to get done. So many projects that I'm doing around here. I watched... Uh, I, I started... There's a, a fun uh, challenge for this year on Letterboxd. Uh, the Criterion Challenge. And it is a 52-week list that they've got a, a 52 different categories of Criterion Collection films. And for those that don't know, the Criterion Collection is uh, this company that kind of uh, they get the rights to what they feel are um, culturally significant or important pieces of cinema. So it's very hoity-toity, and there's a lot of foreign films and black and white it stuff. Used in it. to be hoity-toity. No, I still think it's pretty hoity-toity. I mean, they throw the you know, they throw the occasional blockbuster in there because, you know, they got to stay relevant. But yeah, it's a um, it's not just a company. It was a group of hoity toity <laughs> people that, that that founded it and got together. I mean, it's become so a anyway, lucrative the, thing. The, uh, the, the, the challenge is that uh, you, you pick a film, you know, anything from the Criterion catalog that happens to fit each week and you can watch them actually in any order. Uh, and so this week, Mel and I did uh, a silent film, and we chose City Lights with Charlie Chaplin, which I've never seen. Love that one. Love it. it was love it, love really it, love good. It. Love that. Movie. It was really good. So I was, uh, I was very happy that it's like, yeah, this is a good thing. You know, expand, gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. That kind of, mm. that kind of thing. So I think I might try that. That's kind of a fun, fun idea. I've got the list on the, uh, the, the Flicks with Friends uh, profile. You can just go and clone it and then uh, delete off my movies and pick your own. Cool. Sounds good. Nice. I didn't watch anything, but I did finish A Queen's Shadow. A Queen, The Queen, the Star Wars Padme as a senator ah, book. Right. Not as good as the, it, it got worse. Not as good as the prequel? <laughs> Not as good as the prequel. Um, which, this, Glenn, this is the one you read. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you mentioning that there was like a romance for Padme, and I, well, I guess not but, to spoil too much. It, it felt like they were not quite trying to do it, but I like how they handled it. It's because was it Anakin? No, no it no. wasn't, and huh? it was somebody was interested in Padme, and Padme isn't interested. Right. And so, uh, as far through most of the book, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. He's awfully strange towards me, but blah blah blah. And then he makes a move, and it shuts, gets shut down, and then it's over. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a quick. It's not a huge chunk of time to yeah, end the book. It's dedicated not a big plot to it. Point, but but it, it's structured so strangely that it ends in a way that the last part of it is probably the best part of her actually being a senator and you know enacting legislation to help people. And it's too short. I want more of that. And then it ends on a kind of a cliffhanger where now I want a follow-up book because of where they leave things. <laughs> Was there not a so third book? I thought there were three books. Is there only two? There's only two so far. Oh, okay. I thought there were three. Surely so there's I, a third one coming. I mean, it's Star Wars. They do everything in threes. 
You would think so, but I mean, it kind of leads into Attack of the Clones, but it's so far between at this point. I mean, it's her. I think I got the impression it was quite a bit before. Yeah, but I mean, you can you can connect the dots in your head to get to Attack of the Clones. Well, yeah, I guess so. Still, but it's still so spread out that obviously they didn't take that long to try to kill her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there had to have been other assassination attempts. So let's let's see that story now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. At at least one other one to warrant the decoy duty. (laughs) Exactly. Because they, she kind of, they even talk about in the last part of the book of how they probably won't need to be decoys anymore, et cetera, et cetera. So they were thinking that they were going to be able to move away from it. And then the prologue sets up, or an epilogue sets up a whole nother book I want post Padme's death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, which is frustrating because the whole, the first part of the book was rather blah and kind of, okay, it's a transition into out of the queen, which was kind of interesting, just coming off the heels of the previous book. Part two is interesting because it's it's not as interesting, but it's a little bit getting my interest more because she's trying to find her feet as senator. Then it takes a break in the middle for no reason, and it gets really stupid. <laughs> and then gets back to interesting. It's That's kind of how I remember it. Yep. It's not bad. It's just... Not as good as it could have been. Did you uh, consume said novel? What do you mean? Did you listen to it or did you read it or did oh. you rent it? Oh, I, I, I read it. Said, how did I read you, it. How did you consume it? Oh, how I just heard, did you consume it? Yes, I consumed it. That's why he just I talked it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I read it. Um, okay. A while ago, I think maybe, maybe for Women's Day, they gave it, uh, you were able to get it for free digitally. So I, I had it actually already. Part, that was part of why I decided to read it was I owned it. Cool. Find an audio book at the library. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give that one a try. Uh-huh. It might it might be worth listening to. It's a quick book. I mean, I read it and well, I just had just started it last time we recorded. So I I think that was right. Either that or it was the time before. It was like one to two weeks. Really quick. Cool. Anything else? Let's move on to news. Quite a bit of news. Glenn, you want to tackle the first one? Well, yeah, uh, the caveat here is we know we don't typically talk about rumors, um, but the elephant in the room would be Jody leaving rumor, which uh, the Mirror was first to report that Jody Whitaker will be leaving the series after this season. And really, it's not grounded in anything other than reports close to within the BBC and close to the actress are, are reporting it. And I think the reason why we're bringing it up is because it's, it's out there now and it's catching, it's almost now that it's in the wild, it's kind of catching fire and I don't think it's helping. And, and the BBC has in the past done this, but the BBC refuses to comment on it. And unfortunately, as we know, when the BBC refuses to comment on it, a lot of people take that as a, Oh, it must really be happening. And, of course, a lot of other sources are picking up on it. And uh, I just really kind of felt we needed to talk about it. I don't think that on the heels of, what was it, just a month or two ago where she was doing an interview where she was saying she wasn't ready to leave anytime soon. 
Um, she, you know, she wasn't going anywhere. She was really enjoying the role. I just this this seems really kind of almost like, almost like oh the the series just came back. Let's let's you know capitalize on that uh, to get people to click on our article and bring them here with this fabricated story. I don't know. What do you guys think? It seems like since she came on the show, people have been speculating of her departure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's hopeful. I think it's hopeful speculation for those people that are kind of the haters too. Yeah, I think so. And that's what I chalk it up to. And until the BBC announces something, I'm not going to put much salt in any of these yeah. or take much stock of these. I mean, there's a chance in, in two months we'll be, you know, or three months we'll be, you know, revisiting this or maybe six months, depending on when the series comes out, I suppose. It's one of those things that uh, Keith and I discussed a little bit off mic that, you know, the mirror has this annoying habit of occasionally getting something right. Right, right. One like in, like a, one a, in every a broken s- clock. Yeah, one in every seven stories ends up having some merit. And what they're doing is they're taking the, you know, the, the age old adage of, well, you do three seasons and you quit, which is, you know, technically what Hartnell did and what Troughton did. There were just a heck of a lot more episodes during those three seasons. Well, Davidson did. It's what Hartnell did did with uh, extraordinary circumstances. Hartnell didn't have a choice, but Troughton was the first one to have the choice. And he's the one that told Davidson, you know, not to not to overstay, you know, do three years uh, and be out. Obviously, you know, if you include the specials as just an extra long season of tenants, he was only there for three seasons. I think you do too. I think most people just consider a tenant, a a three seasoner. So as did Matt Smith with a couple of specials as did Capaldi. So the, the precedent is there. So they've jumped on that. And the, the, the fact that they do occasionally get something right, I think is maybe lending a little more credence to this than, than normal. Um, and, and the simple fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, it's like the line from Mary Poppins, I shall stay until the wind changes. Yeah. And, and, you know, you never know, there, there's no guide to when that's going to happen. If this does wind up in fact being Jody's last season, um, I will be disappointed. Because for me, I still am waiting for her to be given the material to really shine as the doctor. I think there's there's been a handful of gems and a couple of clunky seasons. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of still waiting for, for that moment of, aha, you know, there she finally got the material worthy of her. Um, and that'll be unfortunate if she does leave, but I, I don't see any reason she should at this point, if she's enjoying the role, I say she sticks with it. The BBC not commenting on it. Well, that's just par for the course for the BBC. That's well, what they do. it is. And it isn't because there have been times where they have shut down rumors. They've done rumor control. There are times where they have not, they've chosen not to speak. And I think that's that's the problem is this is one of those times they've chosen not to say anything. And I, I, I'm i wondering, you know, it all you have to do to kind of shut down and maybe they look at it as any publicity is good publicity for the show. But all you have to do to shut down a rumor is, you know, to, to say if it's not happening, say it's not happening. And if they're not saying it's not happening, then I can see why. A lot of news outlets are running with it now saying, okay, well, this is the BBC's stance on it is that they're not speaking about it. So to them, that leads lends some credibility to it. And I can't blame 
them for doing it. I can blame the mirror if it is, in fact, a fabrication. Then I can blame them, but I can't blame other outlets now turning and saying, okay, well, we waited and uh, we tried to verify this after the mirror reported this, and the BBC is giving us the standard answer of we're not commenting on it this time, so or we have nothing to comment at this time. So, Which it seems kind of strange to the more I think about it, the fact that a lot of times I've seen mirror rumors and the BBC doesn't even dignify it with even this sort of response. They just don't even acknowledge it. Right, right. And I don't know if it's just because so many more people are glomming onto it and asking them about it. They felt like they had to put out a response or if it does mean that maybe there is some credibility to it and they're trying to That's true. make maybe, it a better surprise. Maybe they feel, felt like they couldn't maintain radio silence, that they had to do something with so many people asking for a response. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And I'm, I'm kind of with, I'm with Sean. I, I would be disappointed if she leaves because I, I think she is very good as the doctor and I like her and I'd like to see her be able to take front and center a little bit more than she's gotten to. I think um, last season was a step more to let her be in the spotlight, but I would also like to see her like to have a bit more fun as the doctor being able to be in the spotlight too, instead of having the dark and heavy stuff to deal with. Yeah. I, I, I'll echo those sentiments to a point and go a little further to say that I think that she has shined as the doctor, even with the material that she's gotten. Um, I think there have been some, you know, really great stories the past couple of seasons. I think there have been some clunkers in there, but I think I always enjoy her. There is, there is times where I feel like she's not given enough. So that's why I say, I think I echo some of those sentiments you guys are saying, but I've always looked at it and thought she's doing a, 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 a terrific job as the doctor, particularly having the material that she's been, you know, given to her. So, Oh yeah. And she hit the ground running. I mean, she, I didn't, I didn't feel like she took too long to find her legs. It's just not, she's not gotten the best material. Well, time will tell. Another bit of news that came out of uh, the, uh, the the BBC is actually <laughs> stating. Announcing this news, <laughs> which wasn't rumored in advance from what I understand. Right, it was a um, bit of a surprise, I think. Yeah, some guy named John Bishop is going to be joining <laughs> some, the cast next, some next guy season. Named John Bishop. Do you guys know who he is? I, I, I do, but only because I watch panel shows, and he's been on a lot of panel shows. I don't know him from Adam other than I know he's a comedian in the U.K., uh, he's a former footballer, um, but that was that's all I know about him. And again, that's only because I happen to watch panel shows, and he's been a guest on several panel shows. Yeah, I looked up his IMDb profile, and it looks like he's mostly just you know himself in stuff. So it's kind of one of those panel actors and comedians. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's you know it's just just it. He's he uh, he started as a comedian. I think he's he's got a couple of serious acting credits. Um, but I think it's been like television stuff. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, for the most part, he's he's just a comedian that ends up on panel shows a lot. I mean, there's a lot of UK comedians over there that do that. But Which I strive to have a career as a panelist. Oh, no kidding. I would Wait, love What that. do you do? I am a professional panel show guy. <laughs> I show up, I crack a couple of jokes, I go home and collect a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm a little excited that there's going to be another companion. It would have been okay with me to have just Yaz and the Doctor. Um 
but I think adding another companion in there, depending on how they do it, would be I, I'm okay with that. I don't. I think three was too many the last couple of seasons uh, because as as we've talked about many times, I think he has got overshadowed because of that. I'm hoping that John Bishop is more of a um, comic relief and doesn't necessarily bring baggage so that we can focus on Yaz and maybe we can get a little more stoic and serious and, and maybe heavy uh, with uh, or heartfelt with Yaz's you know development but have Bishop there as kind of a Nardle character to kind of lighten the load a bit which I think would work if they've balanced it right. I really hope that's how they do it, but I'm really worried that it's going to be, oh, look at this guy. He's now the new focus of everything, and we just ignore Yaz again. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was so looking forward to just Yaz and the Doctor. I, I wanted to see that. I wanted to see Yaz come into her own. I wanted to see her be the focus. I wanted to see how the Doctor reacted to losing two-thirds of the fam by leaning on Yaz more and how their relationship was going to... I mean, I was super, super jazzed for the idea of that and kind of getting back to the simplicity of one companion. Um, and then this announcement, and I don't know this guy from Adam, so I can't vouch for his comedic chops or his panel abilities. Um, so I'm kind of like with Glenn. It's like, well, I hope it's going to be handled this way and that they play to his strengths. But I suspect it's not going to be like Keith said. I think that I, I I look at it from a different perspective too, though. I think well, for number one, I think the doctor just needs to get over it. I'm getting tired of of her brooding brooding so much, and she doesn't need Yaz to lean on. They need to give Yaz some really good adventure stories. But what I'm I'm encouraged about this is now that Yaz is kind of the veteran, she can kind of be the interpreter. She can kind of be the one that you know mentors and guides this guy she's the one that kind of you know does the hand holding so that the doctor doesn't have to that gives you know jody whitaker more of a, a chance to uh you know do her thing and it also gives uh yaz you know a little more attention because she's got somebody that she can kind of you know, I don't want to say mentor, but she can kind of guide through this whole new adventure for somebody coming on board. So I think that mm -hmm. this is a good way of giving her more to do, giving her more responsibility without taking anything away from the doctor. So you think this guy is going to be more like a Mickey or a uh, Rory? Oh, yeah. No. I Well, maybe not quite Mickey or Rory, but yeah, similar. I, I, I disagree. Um, and, and part of that we'll get into my review aspects of the episode that we just watched, but part of it is I, I just, I, I don't horrified babysitter. And that's what I really worry is going to happen. If they give her that, you know, hand holding role, she'll be the one that's, you know, the responsible one. And I think the doctor needs to acknowledge what's going on because we've been given some fairly heavy, dramatic fam moments that she has not, she's not fammed with. <laughs> <laughs> well, she pulled away from the fam so much last season. Yeah. 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 But again, I'll, I'll, I'll reserve some of those comments for a little later this episode. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. Let's uh, talk about the next bit of news, Keith. Uh, Big finished announced the next ish or next uh, monthly adventure for Torchwood will be the 50th and we'll bring back, David Tennant as the 10th Doctor to reunite with John Barrowman. 
as Captain Jack. So I'll also celebrate the 15th anniversary of Torchwood. So So that's pretty exciting. It's also going to star uh, Yanto. Here's my thing. I'm actually quite... This is the first Torchwood announcement that I'm actually excited about. And not so much that it's, it's David Tennant coming back, but David Tennant coming back as the Doctor makes me hopeful that we'll get more of the Doctor Who Captain Jack rather than the Torchwood Captain Jack that I've always complained about getting. Maybe, although I do think that I've enjoyed Captain Jack more in the audios that they've done uh, with Big Finish. Um, But I think that this will be, and and this leans into what we're going to review this week as well, where I I was very excited to see Doctor Who Captain Jack back rather than... (laughs) Torchwood Captain Jack. But no, no, I'm excited about this news because um, it'll be nice to have those guys kind of be able to to play off each other again. And I think they had really good chemistry together as well. So I think it's going to work. I agree. I'm I'm looking forward to it too. I kind of wish I didn't have so many big, or big, uh, so many audios to get through to get to it. Right, right. I guess that means we got to get more big, or, uh, Torchwood on the schedule. Great. But, you know, if somebody yeah. wouldn't complain, and you know, if I if, if I could put more Torchwood than maybe once a quarter on the schedule, uh, I may have to let you so we can get to this. <laughs> We're just going to do the year of Torchwood. Just all Torchwood all year. There you go. No, it's not coming out till May 2021, so we have some time to try to catch up. Yeah. Boy, if there was ever a year to do it, it would have been 2020. Yeah. No kidding. Right. <laughs> Uh, the story is written by James Goss. Ooh, this is also even more incentive. Even more promising, yes. What's our last bit of news, Keith? Our last bit is Eagle Moss uh, has announced some Revolution of the Daleks figures for their heroes collectors. Yeah. Glenn, which ones are they doing? All right, figure. T- oh, okay. The figurines de- depict the Thirteenth uh, Doctor, uh, Jody Whittaker, and Captain Jack Harkness in their prison uniforms. Uh, as well as uh-huh. the Revolution Dalek, uh, all at the one uh, and twenty uh, one by twenty one scale, one twenty one scale. Is that how you say it? Uh, they'll come out April of twenty twenty one, so just a few months from now. Not not very long. They don't have any pictures yet of them, so I don't know what they look like. But uh, I'm excited about the uh, Revolution uh, Dalek design. I think that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, and their stuff usually looks good. Yeah. Most definitely. So there you go. Well, should we move on to speaking of Revolution of the Daleks? The Doctor is imprisoned halfway across the universe on Earth. The sighting of a Dalek alerts Ryan, Graham, and Yaz. Can the return of Captain Jack Harkness help them stop a deadly Dalek takeover? Sean, you didn't like this one, huh? I liked parts of this one. Are you you inviting me to start? Yep, go ahead and start. start. (laughs) Okay, so super excited. We open with a recap of the the last one, which was good, which I then had to stop so that I could recap it more for Mel, who didn't remember <laughs> anything about <laughs> the last one. And once we got the Dalek plot out of the way, got back into it. So very cool that we're, okay, we're gonna we're gonna actually gonna pick up that thread, nifty, and then we're. Where, oh, hey, that's that guy. Had to stop and explain to Mel who that guy was. And go back to the arachnids in the uh, UK. Oh, okay, it's the spider guy. Yeah, okay. Restarted it. And then, all right, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to do 
security drones. Really? All right. Maybe. I mean, I'm excited over you. This is a cool idea to delve into, you know, reverse engineering a Dalek. I'm on board with that. But we're just going to conveniently assume that everybody on planet Earth who was there for the Dalek invasions, because there's been, what, 10 of them now in New Who? That they all died and didn't pass on the information. The historical records, the news footage, everything burned in these invasions because nobody knows what a Dalek looks like. Well, let me jump. Let me let, me let me let me jump in there. We haven't had a Dalek invasion since the reboot of the universe, which we know now that the crack was the reason why the everything was was why humans never remember right, any previous why, why, alien invasion. Well, yeah, that that was that was part of the explanation for why people weren't remembering these things that had happened before. And then when uh, the eleventh Doctor. Uh, flies into the supernova rebooting the universe all, all of that was kind of wiped away so we haven't had daleks in the recent uh rebooted memory of of people so i think i can give a i can give a pass on that can we though yeah yeah, yeah. we can really well yeah because okay. it, it's it's been it's been explained so i mean I, yeah that one's that, that one i can give a pass on when when human humankind don't remember a giant Cyberman stomping through Victorian London, that I mean, is far that... more likely to happen. <laughs> I, I can I can I can totally 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 believe Victorian Londoners not mentioning a giant wooden Cyberman versus hordes of people in was... today's was a... you know information age with everybody having a cell phone and everybody having a camera and. You or know, even not the knowing a Dalek crashing into Big Ben, they forget about that. Yeah, that, there was a lot of hand waving though for those uh, explanations of of releasing viruses on the internet in order to kind of take away the information or make it sound like a hoax and that kind of stuff. They, they yeah. Russell T Davis was very, were <laughs> very hand waving uh, explanations for those, but but yeah. Um, right off, right off the bat, I'm in a foul mood. Let, 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 let me correct. You. Took this really cool idea. Let I'm me like, eh. before you get too far. Let me correct you. It was a um, 20 foot metal cyber king, not wooden. Yeah, it's steam powered. Yeah. Okay. It Still, doesn't, it doesn't deter from your point, but <laughs> I, here's the thing, though: is I we, we look up history stuff all the time. And I don't know about you guys. I am constantly flabbergasted at the amount of stuff I didn't know. See, perfect example. They're like, well, wait, this was a thing. <laughs> yeah, he's arguing. This happened. He's arguing for How? our point. No, no, that's what I'm saying. In, 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 I, I look up something historical, and I'm shocked that it happened, and that I hadn't heard of it. How does that happen? But then I look up something. You know, I, I, I remember stuff from ten years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's, but, just, but, but again, again, to. the the series has dealt with why people don't remember Dalek invasion. So I don't think you can. I don't think you can point to that as a flaw. Anyway, so then we get to the prison, and I had to stop the episode to refresh Mel on the ending of the <laughs> thing because she didn't remember any of that either. That's funny and because it, they were pulling from all kinds of places. <laughs> I, I know, right? You were required. And, you were required to remember a lot from the last two seasons. I I, I had yeah. to do some legwork on this one. It was like, okay, 
So there was this thing, and this happened. She went, oh, yeah, the Jadoon showed up. It's like, yeah, okay. So we get that brief little interlude. And then we get to the, the fam in a TARDIS, not the TARDIS. And I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one point that I couldn't quite remember. Why? Why? Where's this TARDIS coming from? Why is it there? And then I finally later clicked. Doc, Dr. Joe. Yeah. But, um, which, you know, uh, okay, any excuse to see that console room again, I am not going to complain. I'm happy with that. And we get this first subtle little hint of possibly the new direction that Yaz might be moving in with, oh, you've been sleeping here? It's like, oh, she's going to become the obsessive, you know, end of Clara companion now. Like, she's, she is so wrapped up in this. Okay, maybe I got to put her on the watch list now. I'm concerned for her. So then, Jack shows up. It's like, yes, Jack, hooray! Very cool tech ball, you know, and the stuff. And the doctor's very cool to him. She is not thrilled to see him. She acts like she is, but she's not. And I'm trying to decide if that's a a, a character decision or just that Jody doesn't have the same chemistry with Jack, which is entirely possible, or I, I, th- there was just something off about that reunion. And it, it, it just kind of soured the moment for me. And I was really bummed. And the prison was very cool. I liked the fact that we got the, the, the weeping angel. Although I question how it could move in the thing, because surely there's a security camera on it all the time. I mean, why would they even let it into the yard? But okay, whatever. Just well, it a had, fun moment. It had some sort of, of red rope Weird. thing on it too. And so yeah. I assume that was what kept it from actually being able to... Yeah. Um, but, but, get out of its quantum locking for very long. But would you? Would I, would <laughs> wouldn't I, wouldn't you just you know put it in a corner in a in a, in a room full of mirrors? Well, the, and, let's, and let's security cameras and let's, walk away. Forever? Let's be fair. The the entire prison scene was a contrivancy. I mean, it was just a chance for us to showcase some past monsters. Is really all it yes, was. Very true. And, and, and a reason and, and, to have Captain Jack even be involved. Right, uh, right. That's really some, the some, only reason he's there. Is some red-eyed reason. Yeah. That's not, the next I, problem. I, I think, I think <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'll let you finish, but I, I don't think I'm going to pull at the little threads that you're pulling. I think you're being uh, quite a bit unfair. And, and I would agree, you have some points here so far, but I think you're, I think you're, I think you're, you know, I think you're. I am. I am totally willing threads. to concede that thus far these are little things. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go but ahead. they, but they are starting to build Going up back. because, as Keith just said, the only reason for Jack to be in this episode is to break her out of prison. Uh, I disagree. He with then that. becomes this fifth wheel. Mm. It allows. It gives him an opportunity to split up a little easier. So now, later seem, on, seemingly he is a, a fifth wheel, and I can see where you're coming from. But the the entire reason for Jack being in this story is to give that speech to Yaz. That's that's all he's there for. He is there for to make Yaz understand what it's like to know and be and be with and adventure with the doctor. He is he's that cushion. He's that that click aha this is, you know, this is how the doctor is. That's that's what he's there for. And I so I think had he just been there for show had he just been there f- to be the um, person to get her out of the prison, I would agree. But he had that purpose in this, and so I think it was okay. I think he was okay for his inclusion. He does feel sort of a bit fifth wheel, um, but 
he he's given a lot he's given things to do so it wasn't like it was a waste of the character either and as far as jody's chemistry with jack or the doctors i i got the impression especially as the episode went on and the way jody performed throughout the entire episode it was a character choice because of she's been spending however long in prison thinking about who but she really is, a decade, et cetera. A and decade she's kind of so, sub- she says. Yeah, longer decades, decades she said, I yeah, think. Decades. Because it, uh, it took Jack like 14 years just in the prison to get next to her. Yeah, 19 Something years ridiculous. to next to her. Yeah. Yeah. So it because she's been in there for so long, her entire performance throughout pretty much the whole story is subdued. And not as energetic as she normally is. You can tell it's obviously deeply impacted the doctor um, in, in an unclear way. Um, she hasn't know how to go forward or what to do or how to be. And when she does start to kind of come out of it is when she starts fighting the Daleks. But then she kind of steps back a little bit later on and kind of has that conversation with Ryan. So I think a lot of that was character decision of what mindset the doctor's in at this point. Yeah, I would agree. And, and- and I'm I agree with that, of, but that's of my, part the, of the uh, problem is I think if Jack's going to have a moment with anybody, it needed to be with the doctor. He needed to be able to pick up on the fact that, okay, there's something different about you and it's not just the external chassis, you know, that what, what is going on? It could have been a much better conversation than the one she wound up having with Ryan where Agreed. it's you know who you are this doesn't change who you are as opposed to ryan just saying we'll go figure it out yeah <laughs> well <laughs> it was a nice moment between the two of them I, I and agree. it was good i, I good talk russ <laughs> i agree but it's it's not jack's episode i mean it, it's it's not jack's series jack's there for a purpose no. and it, he's utilized for that purpose but it really needed to be as as much as i disagree with how the scene plays out it did need to be ryan and it did need him to be him saying, you know, just get out there and do it. Um, because he was leading by example. He was doing the same thing and he was about to do the same thing, you know, later by leaving. So I think it, it had to be him. I don't I, I don't fault them for doing that at all. I don't think that... They could have handled it better. I would agree with, yeah, I would agree with um, Keith that I think it was a, a, a character choice. And I think it is because she has come off of such a heavy end to the to the you know the last series and what she's dealing with and i i also think that i mean i don't think that her personality necessarily like so so the doctor has a different personality with each incarnation as well so i think i can forgive somebody not having maybe the same chemistry or same reactions um in another incarnation because we've seen that happen before we've seen that happen with the fourth doctor and the brigadier we've seen that happen with you know uh what would be a good example i'm sure we've had it before sure. but yeah so i, I mean just, you know I, I, jack I, would not get along with the first doctor right exactly exactly or, or maybe he, jack would but well, the hard i don't one, think you know, jack the, even the first doctor wouldn't get along with jack. i don't even think jack would have gotten along with the 12th doctor but no i don't think so either yeah, no, I think the twelfth doctor would have tolerated him, yeah, but it would have yeah. been a near thing. So I, so I don't, I didn't need a reunion connection moment like I think you guys are trying to describe, uh, or or Sean's trying to describe for the most part. So I, I didn't have a problem there. I, I, I'm hearing your, I'm hearing your concerns, and I, and I am agreeing with some of the points you're making, Sean. But again, I think you're, I think you're 
I think you're yanking threads that are that are don't need to be yanked. But go ahead. And and, and I and I agree with in theory what you're saying. I totally understand where you're coming from, but it falls back on the if we're going to bring back a character, let's have a reason to bring back that character, not just for fan service. They did. They had a reason. He had to be the one to deliver that speech to Yaz. That was his purpose in this episode, and that was purpose enough. And I, 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 I'll stand by that Jack was utilized in this purposefully. I think he could have had maybe a little more uh, to do. I mean, he did have things to do. Don't get me wrong, but I, 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 actually, to be quite honest with you, the thing that I had a problem with this story overall was the fact that I didn't feel like the doctor was doing anything. I felt like Jack was doing everything. I felt like Yaz yep. was doing everything. I felt like, uh, what's it, Rob? Was his name Robertson? Is that the guys that Jack Robertson? Uh, yeah, the, the 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 mogul guy, the the Donald Trump stand-in. I thought he was, you know, he was doing everything. It was just there was every and Brian was doing. Ryan was doing anything. The only people that weren't really doing anything were the Doctor and grant and those are the ones that i like the best in the series so i felt that they were being underutilized and really the 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 doctor gets credit for the nuclear option but the nuclear option to me still seemed like a, tri- a contrivancy and far very, too easy. Uh, uh, well it was it did end up being far too easy but it was also really kind of a dumb idea in, in in all in reality, it, it's it bring another Dalek fleet in to dispatch another Dalek fleet. Oh, and don't worry about the fact that this Dalek fleet fleet might want to invade the Earth too. I just it that seemed like a that that just seemed like a. a now I, I should say I, I'm I'm going off on on this episode like, like I didn't like it. it. That's not true. I enjoyed this episode a lot. I think it was a fun episode. It felt like a special. It felt like you know it felt like Russell T. Davis era specials where they're just kind of goofy and fun. Um, but I think that's that that was another thing that was a strike against it when it comes to. We just came off the Timeless Children. We just came off the Doctor already having to deal with the repercussions of this. And I really was excited that they had set it up where she had been in prison. And she had been in prison for a long time. Because I had sort of thought, okay, this is what we needed. We needed this off-screen buffer of her considering what had happened, the, you know, uh, uh, getting, getting over it, coming to grips with it all off screen so that we can have her come back and be a fully developed character again and get past that. And that unfortunately we didn't have it's carried over into this where she still has issues with it so much so that Ryan has to sit down and have that speech with her and say, you know, buck up and move on. And I didn't want that in this story. I, 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 it just, it didn't work for me, but that being said, there you know it had Daleks, so it was going uh, dis- squirrel. You know, it kept distracting me, but and the Daleks were awesome. I thought, while also again a contrived script, I thought it was a good idea to have, especially with my perspective of the fact that people have forgotten or 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 been forced to forget uh, past Dalek invasions, but the idea of using the Dalek from the previous story and the, the guy 
absurdly cloning the DNA material that was left over in the casing. I just, I thought, oh, okay, this is going to go south so, so, so quickly. And I knew exactly what was going on. Everything is telegraphed. You know where this story's going, but I don't care because I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is, you know, this is the MO of the Daleks. And nothing we haven't seen before. So it's not a lot of original, but I like the idea of the, of the government saying, okay, we're going to utilize this technology and we're going to use it for security, you know, and, you know, things go wrong. Of course, I liked that. I enjoyed that. I thought that was a, a fun idea. Um, again, nothing very original, but, uh, it, it was fun. I enjoyed that much of it. It just, it had, it had little things that irked me enough that I can complain about it, but it didn't really bother me a whole lot, but, when they first started with the drone aspect and showed the, you know, the, 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 the scene of a, a mob, you know, it wasn't real, but it was, you know, the demonstration that they did for the, the soon to be prime minister through the lens of 2020, it almost seemed insensitive, at least American 2020. Um, and, uh, had a, almost had a bad taste to it because of all the police brutality stuff that we've dealt with this past year. And I know they couldn't have foreseen any of that because it was filmed before that, but it that kind of put an odd taste in my mouth. I kind of swallowed it and let it go because it's Doctor Who and it, it, it kind of also has, you know, a political message to it a lot of times. And it has those metaphors where you could... could you can look at this and say, okay, well, this is obviously why, you know, we have to be careful about this sort of thing. But initially it was a, ooh, that's, that might not age well. Yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. I think that, yeah, the, the, the statement was the, the statement is how much we are leaning towards uh, security over liberty. And I think that's what they, the message they were trying to deliver there. And yeah, it is unfortunate that it happens uh, to coincide with a year where we've had some. I, I, I was kind of grateful that it was, you know, water cannons and smoke and things like that. And it wasn't it wasn't more yeah. brutal than it was. But I can see where you're coming from. It didn't set me off because I, I think I saw the message beyond the the cringe factor. But yeah, I, I see. Well, it's where, very much a matter from. of. You know, you you can do those kinds of allegories in science fiction and and get away with it. Because it's science fiction, it's very easy to kind of write things like that off and go, okay, we see what we're doing here. I mean, you're telling a, a story about the dangers of the militarization of the police force. And, yeah, sure, I totally get that. But I agree with Keith. It was just a little, <clears throat> you know, the, 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 the sonic weapons and... Uh, all, all of that, it, it struck a little too close to home. Now, again, we're Americans. We've got a different perspective on this than the home audience that is, you know, where this is, is being made for. And to Glenn's point, you know, I, I'm totally, I don't, I don't want it to sound like I hated everything about this. I agree. First of all, the design of the Daleks is fantastic. I love the new I look. I love yeah. the new look of these things. It's, it's a shame great. it's gone again. <laughs> I, you know, if there was a way like Pete's World Cybermen where we could maybe bring them back i'd okay sure i'd swallow it and go on with it just because they're so cool looking um i liked the dalek on dalek action for as <laughs> dumb of as an idea <laughs> plot wise as that was daleks fighting daleks i was like yeah okay more of this i mean it was up there with with doomsday 
with Daleks and Cybermen fighting. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it very much felt like... Uh, um, there almost you know, wasn't Dalek enough of Civil it. War. Yeah, there was almost not enough of it. Yeah, and there yeah. needed to be more. Like, like the, those scenes that we get in uh, uh, Remembrance with, you know, a Dalek squad rolling down a street, encountering the Emperor Daleks coming down. The, I, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. More of that, please, and less of whatever else you've got going on here. Yeah. The tonal shifts in this, I think were, that was kind of part of the problem. While the doctor's off in prison brooding about who she is, if she's, if she's not who she thought she was, who is she? Okay, I totally get that. And I like the fact that we've established she's been gone a long time. It was a little confusing for how long she's been gone versus how long the companions experienced her being gone. Yeah. I because mean, I had she, trouble reconciling yeah. that until far later in the episode and went, oh, okay, I think I, you know, see, you know, it's a timey-wimey thing. Yeah, wibbly-wobbly timey-wimey. But, um, Which, and while you're on that subject, I felt bad for the doctor where, you know, they're mad at her for it's been 10 months. I wanted her to point out to them, it's been decades for me in that prison. <laughs> 10 months, cry me a river. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I've had it worse. Well, y- yes and no, because, I mean, the doctor's always talked about how, you know, the, the, the lifespan of, of humans is, is like, you know, the lifespan of a fly, fly to a Time Lord. So I can see where she wouldn't necessarily throw that back because, you know, a couple of decades is, is nothing to a Time Lord who, you know, walks in eternity. But she especially, was also wasn't out having fun Especially either. this Time Lord <laughs> that, that, you know, has been around a lot longer. Yeah. But and it, I, I could see their outrage more. If, you know, she was out having adventures, but she was, hey, I was in space prison. What? (laughs) I thought they should have had more uh, reaction and a little bit more sympathy for her for being in prison for however long she was in prison for. I would agree. I can see that. I think also that you have to take into account that they were, I think they were more begrudging of the fact that she showed up a year later instead of showing when she had the ability or the perceived ability that she could have shown up very soon to after they arrived. I think that was their problem because they talked about her not quite having the control over the TARDIS that, that, you know, she thinks she does. But they also kind of laugh that off. Like, yeah, you never have. Well, yeah. Cause they didn't, I don't think they wanted to get too heavy with it either. So. Well, and, and notice who delivered that line. That was Graham right. trying to defuse the situation. Cause he knew, you know, that the kids were more upset. I mean, he was upset, but yeah, he, 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 if anybody understood it a little bit better. Yeah, I think so too. But I agree with Keith that that moment needed something, whether it was the doctor fighting back and saying, Hey, this was not a picnic for me or whether it was what I wanted, which was her to go, I'm so sorry. And hug. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that would have been I fine too. I needed that moment. I needed her to acknowledge that she screwed up. Even if it was a mistake, and you know, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I, I needed something there to humanize the doctor in that moment, instead of keeping her as this aloof alien presence, which is kind of goes back to the the reaction to her and Jack, and something that I feel like they've done with Jody all season is if we're going to give her a fam and talk about them as a fam, let them interact as a fam. Yeah, I let think them have those moments. I think I can agree with you on this point because. It, early on in the series, I can understand why she's that way because she is, it is very alien. And so, but they should have over the course of two s- series 
developed different, you know, developed that family dynamic that, that you were longing for there. So I can agree yeah. with you. I can agree with you. I mean, if, if, if you're going to have a prickly Capaldi doctor, fine, have a prickly Capaldi doctor. I have zero problems with that because you establish that's who he is. And then later when Clara goes to hug him and he, he stiffens up like, ah, I don't know what to do with this, you know? Okay. That's fine. But if you're going to have the doctor talking all excitedly about a fam and come on, let's go do things. And isn't this great? You can't then shut her down and expect the fam to not react the way that they did. And when you yeah, shoved her, it was like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Cause I'm a little angry with her right now. She needed to, to, to have something there. And so I think that was another moment that just it, 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 the way it was played out, it fell flat and it, it didn't have the emotional impact that I wanted. So if we're going to have the brooding doctor in prison dealing with who she is, the family should have centered her. That would have been the counterbalance to that. But instead it's Daleks. Mm -hmm. That's what centers her. Yeah. And so that would have been a compelling reason for Ryan to point out in his conversation you didn't, you, you didn't perk up for us. You perked up for them. This, this is who you are. So just go do it. That would have made that conversation make sense, but we didn't call attention to that. We just had Ryan doing it. Now, again, I get it from Ryan's point of view because one of the very kind of almost understated subtexts about Ryan's character is, um, whatever this thing is that he's got that makes it difficult for him to be coordinated and ride bikes and, and, and all that stuff. And he's just kind of had to get over it and do it. This isn't something that, you know, you, th there's no cure necessarily. It's just he has to keep working at it. And so from his point of view, you just go do it makes total sense that that's the advice that he would deliver. So I get that. But I still feel like there was that added component that was needed to make it work. And then instead of getting a Yaz Doctor moment, we get the Yaz Jack moment. Now, again, it's fine that Jack's there to deliver that speech because she needed to hear it. And in, if, if anything, it kind of plays into the what are we going to do with her going forward? Because now she's been primed with this piece of information. You just have to enjoy the ride while it lasts. So that makes me wonder, hmm, maybe there's more to this. Maybe that, you know, she is going to be a little more gung ho going forward. Yeah. Which made me so excited for a Yaz Doctor season. <laughs> Darn you. I, I can see that. I can see that. But, um, so, so there's, there's that whole moment, but it just, the, there were, there was just a lot of tonal shifts. The big action set pieces were so much fun and so Russell T Davies in feel and nature that then they got saddled with all this emotional baggage. And it's like, well, if we're going to do the emotional episode, let's do the emotional episode and then have, yeah, I just, it, they, they kept going back and forth and it, it just never really gelled for me in that way. The other thing that as much fun as all the Dalek stuff was, I missed having, it was, it was almost too familiar after revelation and having them do something different with the Daleks. I wanted them to kind of continue and do something, you know, slightly different again. And it was just more of the same and more of the traditional Dalek stuff. So I was kind of disappointed by that because revolution was such a strong showing having this follow-up just felt like, okay, it's kind of just a standard, more of the same 
continuation sequel stuff as opposed to something new and exciting again. Yeah, I can I can see that in hindsight. For me, it was a it was a comfortable pair of shoes. I mean, I yeah. I, I enjoyed it because I was it was that was a Dalek story to me. That was a Dalek, and and, and I'm not underselling uh, uh, resolution because I thought resolution was an amazing turn to take with with the Daleks. Um, but this one did feel comfortable to me, and I, that's probably why I enjoyed it a little more. I want to I want to speak to the design real quick because you guys kind of went into it and I, I didn't get a chance to say it. When I first saw the design, I I liked the resolution design because of what it was. It was a cobbled together Dalek, and so I was very forgiving that it wasn't a traditional Dalek look. And I liked where they went with it. But when I saw the pictures for this one and I saw that it was the same design. I thought, oh, well, that's a failing right there because now you're just reworking that design into everything. So I was very pleased with the revelation that it was the that was that Dalek that they they created this design off of, and it made it even better the fact that when she called in the uh, the the pure Dalek fleet that the, uh, she called a Time Squad or Death Squad, the Dalek Death Squad, when she called them in. Or brought them in um it was the old design so i i, I was i was yeah. very excited that that we did have the two different designs and i was i i really enjoyed the design of these because it was rooted in that background yeah it gave it a very grounded real reason for it to be there as opposed mm-hmm. to just somebody in the art department went i think we should change it right right <laughs> you know so a good plot developed reason yes yeah, big props it, it very much felt like not necessarily this is not what the Daleks would have built, but this is what somebody looking at a Dalek as the prototype would have built. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, totally it, on board with and that. And it's very much in the same design as the 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 resolution one designed itself. So yeah, I, I like I like that. That was good. Now I'm also curious. I, I one of the things that I really enjoyed about Resolution was the idea of the Dalek, you know, piggybacking on somebody that's a, that's a new ability for them but it's a very okay yes i can get behind that that's a cool that's an added level of menace it's kind of like taking the ice warrior out of the suit and having it almost be scarier yeah yeah you know as opposed to this flailing little squid thing on the on the ground that we always see you know the yeah. green pancake in the tom baker era it's, or it's, the half dead squid in the in the others, it's, it's like it's, now it's a menace. It's evolving a fifty-year-old <laughs> plot device. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I agree. So getting more of that was cool, but now I question. I, I had to stop and, and look at the timeline and go, okay, well, when exactly did he order all this stuff for the 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 setting up of this factory? How long has this guy ridden around with this Dalek on his back? nobody noticed well no no well, let, i think let's, the idea was that the dalek got in he, the system no no he plugged the, he plugged the dalek into the system yeah. because he makes yeah. the comment to robertson that he said i i introduced it to the nero net or whatever it was oh, he called so that it. happened way earlier yeah from within so the tank the, itself. The, within okay. the tank he was already yeah. doing that because he had access to computer systems because the nerdy guy did had no idea the intelligence yeah. that it had. In fact, he was very he was relaying to Robertson that he was impressed with the intelligence that it had, that he was surprised by its intelligence. 
I didn't put two and two together on that one. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. So yeah. I can let that go then, yeah. because and yeah, then I he was... was trying to also determine what its intelligence was. Right, right. And so the Dalek just, was shielding that from him. Just for the record, if any of you ever decide to clone something, I expect you to have it in a container with a very convenient press this button, the whole thing incinerates immediately feature <laughs> so that you don't have to wander into the bowels of the basement and open up a damn that's furnace easy. door. That's easy for us. And then reach into the tank <laughs> to take it out. That's easy. That's easy for us though, because we know how dangerous these Daleks are, but come on, <laughs> this guy had no idea. I'm just... I mean, he probably has seen aliens though. I suspect that well, I don't know. Maybe when the universe got reset, this is one of those things that didn't carry over. <laughs> Humanity is just that naive. <laughs> no Ridley Scott or James Cameron. Let's, let's go get your brain scrambled. No, 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 no. Yeah, Mel, Mel and I did a little bit of forehead slapping during that scene. Like, really? <laughs> because like Glenn said, you know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and at this point, I'm rooting for the Dalek. I am so ready for this guy to get his. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> but um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I it, it had these really highs that that were they were very high, powerful, boom moments that I really liked. And then they just kind of got muddled up with all this continuity that. And, and I mean, you guys know me, I love continuity. I love throwaway lines that tie things in with other things, but for our, uh, well, I can't even say Christmas special for a <laughs> holiday special. It just totally kind of set the wrong mood. I think Yeah, see, that, that's one of the points I'm going to disagree with you. I, I, I know where you're coming from and maybe it is a misstep for a quote unquote holiday special. But I did. I enjoyed the fact that we called back to so many things over the past two seasons. And I think another reason why I think I'm accepting of it is the fact that it's it is the departure of two companions. And so it's almost a closing of the the first two seasons of this series. And so I was okay yeah. with it. I was okay with the it it it, it almost it's almost better d done than bringing all of the companions back together for Stolen Earth, although. I loved that. Don't get me wrong, but uh, or or let's let's put it this way: uh, the uh, farewell tour that that the tenth Doctor takes at the end before his regeneration. That's that was done wrong, but this I think worked. Yeah, that because, was gratuitous. Yeah, this worked because it, it it just kind of plucked things. Hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? Hey, remember this? So I was okay with that. I really liked that. It does feel like a lot of tying up of loose strings from previous seasons. Although I have a feeling since they let Robertson go or live, I have a feeling he's going to show up again in the series, the next series or so. You know, as much as we didn't like him in the last episode, I kind of liked him in this one. I did. I like the fact that he is who he is and he doesn't change throughout his entire adventures, <laughs> either one of them. And he's just, you know, looking out for himself and, and trying to get the leg up constantly. I, I liked him throughout the story. I was, <laughs> I, I enjoyed his plot thread. I have to admit, I was in the same boat. I was angry at myself for liking him. And then got to the end when he managed to spin this into even more power. And was like, oh. <laughs> then I got really angry that I liked that too. <laughs> uh, I will 
I will come down on the side of I appreciate him. I still don't like him. Okay, maybe like is strong, but you know, <laughs> I appreciate how they handle him. Yes. They don't try to redeem him. They keep him going the way he is. And I genuinely hope the next time we see him, and if he comes back in the next scene, I hope he's president. I <laughs> why not? Let if we're gonna go there, let's go there. Let's yeah. just just go for broke and give him the keys. Um, the final thing that I want to comment on is is the farewell, which. Honestly, I feel was just as ham-fisted as about everything else they tried to do with this. Um, Ryan, I think, had a legitimate, he was done. Yeah. You know, he'd had the 10 months off. He had taken stock of his life. He was appreciative of all the doors that the doctor had opened for him. And he had grown. He had grown as a character. He had grown as a character. Yeah. He had, he had uh, you know taken those changes in stride and worked them into what he now wanted to do. And the fact that he was going to go for if hey if Torchwood comes back and Ryan is a, a member, I'm totally on board with that because I that that to me seems like a very next logical step for this guy. You know if he winds up being the next. Sarah Jane adventures with he and Graham traveling the world with her psychic paper. Okay. I'm all right with that too. But it, it just, for him, it felt very much like, okay, this is a valid, this is a valid thing. And when he tells the doctor, this is it. I wanted him to give credit where credit was due. I wanted him to tell her that. Yeah, I agree. And he didn't. Yeah, I agree. And so instead, it felt flat, and it was just the doctor being disappointed and going, oh, okay. Which, you know, we've seen that before. We, we've gotten those kind of clunky companion exits. At least he got a moment as opposed to a poly. You know, it's just like, well, they won't miss us. Let's go. <laughs> well, I, got, I like the fact that he got to leave on his own accord, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'll be honest, when they decided to go with Jack to go blow up the spaceship... I was a little worried. Mm-hmm. I was very concerned knowing that they were leaving at the end of this. That maybe Jack's going to make it out and they won't. But then... That's funny because I didn't I didn't at one time worry about any of them. That's kind of really? weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know why, but I, I didn't. I really kind of thought they were just going to leave. I didn't think it would be a, a death. Although I thought that since, I don't know, we learned that they were leaving the show, so... So then we get to Graham and, you know, Graham's like, yeah, let's go to the, you know, let's go do the thing. And Ryan doesn't want to. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm gonna stay with my grandson. With it feels like not, Ryan should have had that conversation with Graham before he told the doctor. Yes. And there's not one mention. There's not a shared look. There's, there's, there's nothing between the doctor and Graham at that moment. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm the only person that remembers this. <laughs> Graham has cancer. Had. Had. He's in no. remission. He's in remission. Well, okay. He's in remission. But the doctor's the only person that knows that. And the fact that he brought it up to her kind of indicated that this is a thing to worry about. 
and yes, I'm still pissed off that at no point in time did the doctor take them to Planet X that has this great hospital and a cure for cancer and here. Or that we couldn't whip up a, a miracle pill in the TARDIS sick bay. It just, it was another moment that, that they just didn't deal with. She never said anything to him when he divulged that to her, and it bothered me then. And it bothered me here that it didn't come back up, that that was his maybe reason for sticking around because he wanted to make sure that he had the time with Ryan yeah. because it was family. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there, there were any number of ways that could have played into it. And instead, it just felt like if we're not going to deal with it, why bring it up to begin with? Yeah, I, I a dangling plot thread. Well, it I, does give, a, give I, the subtext ammo for why he wants to stay with Ryan. That's that's my point too. Is I think I completely agree, and I think it falls flat. But I think I also can sympathize with that. The problem is it's not conveyed well enough. I think yeah. there is that. I think there is that underlying subtext that well, I'm staying so I have time to spend with uh, Ryan, but. It it just was not it was not obvious enough. It was not telegraphed enough. So I, I agree. I come down on the same side of it, Sean, as you do with that. The 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 whole goodbye thing felt flat. It just really felt very flat, especially since we were building this whole fam dynamic dynamic for two seasons. It just it really fell flat for me. And then we're also gonna write Captain Jack off off screen. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't even get a goodbye on camera. Gwen, Gwen Cooper says hi. I think I'm going to stay and hang with her for a bit. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I, that's an opening for more Torchwood, so yay. But <laughs> it, I, it, it goes back to the why did you bring him in? <laughs> you could have at least gotten that on-screen goodbye and saying, hey, I'm going to go check in on Gwen. Yeah, I, he could he, he could have hugged Jazz. Remember what I said. I'd have, okay, that's a moment. That's what goodbyes are all about. You need those moments. Uh, and there, there's no moments here. Yeah. It's just a series of, okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> so here's my thing with that is I'm actually okay with that because that leaves the door open for Jack to pop in and out again in the series sometime. Um, it doesn't close the door again because we've already had that goodbye with Jack. We had what I thought was going to be the final farewell between the Doctor and Jack. We already had that. And I think had we done that again, I would have felt like that cheapened the previous one. But this was more of a friends reuniting years later. And hey, I'm still going to be around, so I'll see you again kind of thing. And so I was okay with that. Yes and no. I mean, I I, I get where you're coming from, but it, it just... It, it still could have been a, you know, don't make me come rescue you again. Yeah. There's something they could have she, thrown in she there. She could have said more, been. yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. This was this was a time for the companions, and I don't think Jack needed yeah. to be that extra baggage. So No, but it just, if, if you're going to write Jack off off screen, then give the companions that moment that, well, you they, know, yeah, they did give, not give us, again, give us a reason for it. Yeah, I, so. I agree. They did not utilize yeah. it, but I can't fault them for doing that. I, I can fault, I, I can fault them for not going there. But I, <laughs> I am too. Not, I don't think I'm as I don't think I am as critical as you. I think Keith and I kind of land on the same point that we saw a lot of issues with it, but I think we overall enjoyed it. Thought it was a, you yeah. know, a pretty decent special. 
It kind of falls Maybe into that popcorn flick category for a Doctor Who episode. It does, and sadly, it shouldn't for a episode where two, you know two of the companions are leaving. That's its, yeah. That's its biggest fault. So yeah. And maybe it's coming off of of uh, resolution. Maybe it's just you know resolution was so good that my expectations got up. It's been a year without the who. Maybe maybe I was just a little too excited for it, and I need to sit down and watch it again. I don't know, but it just. Well, I think some of it well, is hey, a little on. bit of whiplash too, because of the heaviness of what we dealt with at the end of last season. First, and then them trying to lighten the mood, and then also deal with it at the same time. Okay, let me let, yeah. me let me spend some time correcting Sean again. Resolution was a full year ago, and we've had a series since then. This the last series was at the beginning of last year. Oh, that's right. We had. Uh... Or no, no. So yes, it was at the beginning of last year because our uh, uh, holiday special. This this past year was Spyfall, because it, it debuted on New Year's Day. It was two, yeah. So was it? Yeah, I didn't think the show came back until March or something. No, no, it, it debuted Reg- regardless. Uh, it debuted, there was a whole season it, it, in between. It deba- yeah. Uh, Resolution was two years ago, twenty nineteen, and then it was twenty nineteen. Uh, then Spyfall was twenty twenty. And it was it was our New Year's uh, special. We kept saying, "Oh, this is the special." But so they didn't technically have a special last year. They just debuted the series at the very on the first day of the year, and okay. then I, went, I think it went into February, and then they were done. So regardless, there was a season between there, but it, it's still I don't know. I guess twenty twenty was just so long; it felt like <laughs> it there was longer, more time yeah. in between. I, these. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, 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 you guys know me. I hate being critical of who I really do. It bothers me to come down and not like something that I, you know, ostensibly enjoy. And there were still, there were moments in this that I really did enjoy, but there were also so many that just didn't work. Yeah. Well, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, unless anybody else has any closing thoughts on it, you're going to let me be the Debbie Downer. No, uh, I, 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 no, I, I agree with a lot of the way you you closed it out. So, uh, coming up next is a return to Time Lord Victorious. Uh, next week we are doing Exit Strategy, which is a short story that is included in the Eagle Moss Collection, Dalek Executioner and Dalek Strategist, uh, that figure set. Uh, which Glenn showed off, and wow, are they cool? Or is that the one you haven't gotten? Uh, that is the set I don't have yet. No, no, that's okay. the set I do have. The strategist. That's the set the, you yeah, do have. I do. Strat- have. Oh yeah, yeah. execution strategist. Uh, and they are very cool. Uh, along with the big finish audio, genetics of the Daleks, written by one of our favorites, Jonathan Morris. So we will be covering those, and then we return with the next two episodes of the Doctor Who comic maker, Tales of the Dark Times, episodes four and five, and the book, which we believe is probably one of the big pillar cornerstones wrapping up into the finale, maybe not the finale, but getting close to it of Time Lord Victorious, All Flesh is Grass by Una McCormick. Yeah, I'm a good ways through it, and it feels like the big temple event. So So if you're following along at home, you've got two weeks to get that book done. I should probably start it. (laughs) It's about 200 pages, so according to Goodreads. Yeah, it's not bad. 
I've been kind of slowly picking it up from here, here and there because I didn't want to plow through it and then forget everything in two weeks when we finally record it. So I've been kind of, kind of been taking my time on it. Well, you can follow the updates on our website, TravelingTheVortex.com. And if you get any value out of this podcast, why not consider putting some value back into it? You can do that by clicking on that Patreon link on our website. Consider supporting us. Also, please consider giving us five-star reviews wherever you subscribe to this podcast. And hopefully you can join us in our conversations on our listeners forum on Facebook. You can find that by searching Traveling the Vortex on Facebook. And we've got a link on our Facebook page to that. Anything else we need to do before we close this one out? If not, until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Now we can say it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Who Year. (laughs) You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.